Today on The Breakdown, it's the kind of breakdown that you write to your mom about after a hard day. <laughs> it's the kind of breakdown that you remember. It's, it may be the last thing you think about before you die, this, this episode of The Breakdown, because we have not just, you know, poker players. We've got Magnus Carlsen, who I said to Grant was the best chess player in the world. And Grant said, in a pretty snooty voice, I will add, he's the best chess player of all time, which apparently is true. He beat people when he was 13. He beat Kasparov, I guess, when he was 13. Kasparov, in case you don't know, a good chess player. (laughs) So he's here at the Norwegian Poker Championship. And it's day two. I will give you one little spoiler. He's going to make a big run in this event. So this isn't just no flash in the pan I got a cool rook move to show you. No, no, no. This guy understands things. He might be one of the smartest game players in the world of all time. It's an unknown. Anyway, he's going to play this hand against, what's the name? Dag? Stag Scott? Dag? I don't have it in front of me, obviously. Anyway, he plays a hand against another Norwegian dude (laughs) with a name. And, uh, And he plays it in an interesting enough way that people were talking about it. People suggested it to us. And here we are, doing the hand. Ponder Rook 7 on the breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, you did that. The last thing you think about before you die. It might be. I mean, if you died during this podcast, that, <laughs> which we have touched on. And it was sudden. It had to yeah. be like, you didn't know it was coming. Yeah, because right? like yeah, you you'll be thinking about the death thing, probably, if it's not, if it's like... Or like your family, loved ones. But if it's just like a sniper shot, yeah. back of the head, you know, you're just like, man, you're scrolling. Oh, uh, yeah. And it's done. Is that dark? That's not dark. No, that's not dark. How could anybody <laughs> conflate that with darkness? Yeah, I mean, what kind of person? That's like a. You're dark if you made that dark. Not that's us. like an episode of Magic School Bus. It's just you know, Magic learning and bus. fun. Yep. Gonna gonna shrink down and go into this guy's bloodstream, and he's not gonna die from all of our diseases that we bring in with our bus. Is that, is that what happens on Magic School Bus? They go inside people. Sometimes, yeah. Well, I never watched it because you know I'm not a child. You weren't the child at the time that it was. Yeah. Coming out. That's I was, because you're old as hell. But you watch it now, right? Of course I watch it now. How else am I going to fall asleep? Whoa. <laughs> Magic School Bus. That was a shot at the Magic School Bus showrunner, Vince Gilligan. <laughs> <laughs> Before Breaking Bad. Yeah. There was Magic School Bus. Miss Frizzle was the original Walter White. Why do you think it was called Magic School Bus? Hmm? Yeah, because he was drug, drugs. Drug baby. It was all about drugs. It was a, it was a allegory. It's like uh, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, except drugs instead of Christianity. Yep, I think a lot of things are, actually. Drugs instead of Christianity? No, you could, you could say that sentence. It's like the lion and the witch in the wardrobe, except drugs instead of Christianity, <laughs> about pretty much anything. <laughs> I mean, I want to start saying you that. Can say that. I about, to say you that. You can say that about the 2017 Kia Optima. Uh, <laughs> you, you know? Yeah. You yeah, now that, that I think about it, I about, do see You that. could say about that about the clothing store Hot Topic. Hot Topic? Yeah. I like that you call it the clothing store Hot Topic, well, and then you said it. To make sure you I didn't, really I didn't want to just say hot topic because people might might be thinking, what topic is, is so warm that he's talking about? Yeah. I had to make sure they knew what I was referring. Hot, hot topic? I liked it, though, and it really... I'm a professional podcaster, and enunciation mm. is important. The weird thing is, 
at least half that sentence is 100% true. <laughs> yes, it is. That is very weird. I don't even consider myself a professional podcaster. I do don't you? either. Grant, consider you a professional podcaster, to be clear. This, why is this happening today? This is not the first piece of what? media we've made today. What have I done You're being now? a little more mean than normal. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while, you know? Yeah. Grant, and, Grant and I, um, for many different reasons, haven't made media together, like, th- like a show like this, a podcast for... Almost a month, yeah. Which for us is, you know, it's like being in the desert without any water. No podcast. What? No podcast to make. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the most fun things I do with my with my day. You know, for sure. Yeah, and it uh, is one of the most fun things that you do with your day. Yes. See, and there you go, being the guy who everyone dislikes. It's like it's kind of like when you tell somebody that they're your best friend. Yeah, and then they're like. (laughs) You're my good friend. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I understand that. The thing is, unlike you, I'm not so driven by neediness <laughs> and desperation. It's, I don't need this to be the best part of your day. It's, it remains the be- one of the best parts of my day. Well, speaking of neediness, Magnus Carlson needs yes. a little bit more than chess, I guess. Oh, nice segue. Thanks. Dipping he, into the poker world. Um, he is uh, sponsored by Unibet, and so he was put in some different poker tournaments. And the article that I read about him wanted to point out how not only did he have a good finish in this event, which he ultimately will have, um, so he's not going to go bust in this, in this hand. But by the way, no one's all in in this hand. It's an interesting hand anyway. Um, but, uh, but also that he had two other events where he finished in the top 10,000, they mentioned, and then actually said the place even, and it was like... The top 10,000? 23rd, 97th place, and 7601 place is what they said last season. He had two other top 10,000 finishes. I thought at first they miswrote it, but nope, they actually meant that. So wow. that's weird. By the way, they say these achievements might not sound impressive to you, but you have to take our word for it. They are really good. So I don't know what that means. Oh, you know what it is? It's, that's a top 10,000 finish overall, not just like for, um, for like the year in the Fantasy Premier League player deal. I don't know anymore. Who cares, man? Let's move on with our lives. This is too much. You did this. He's a chess player. He's just a chess player. <laughs> <laughs> Why does everyone care? He's a guy with chess. He's a guy with chess. He's, he's the guy with chess, right? He is. He like, is. I don't remember what the metric was, but and, and maybe this is outdated, but I remember there was a YouTube documentary about him like six years ago or something. Mm-hmm. Or not YouTube, Netflix. Um, and he was referred to as the, the best chess player of all time by some metric. There, there's a metric right. that can, you know, because chess hasn't changed, so it can determine your rating against the field and based on their ratings and stuff and how does, you, does he ever lose i'm sure he loses sometimes right maybe not i don't know i don't know i'm curious to know like uh, he beat gary kasparov when he was a boy basically he achieved the world number one ranking when he was at in 2011 and he was born uh he was born in november 1990 so he was 21 yeah when he became the number one player in the world that was the five-time world chess champion. Oh, no, he is the five-time world chess. He's the reigning five-time world chess champion, actually. That sounds pretty good. He's also a three-time world rapid chess champion and five-time world blitz chess champion. I mean, enough with the variants already. No one cares. We just care about the, the big one. The right? normal, uh, I like normal, standard missionary chess. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. He's held the number one position in the FIDE world chess ranking since July 2011. That's pretty good. And trails only Gary Kasparov in time as spent as the highest played, rated player in the world. So his peak rating is the highest in history, longest unbeaten streak at the top level in classical chess as well. He's got the record for that. Okay, fine. I guess he's pretty good. Does anyone, I mean, is this a thing now? Come on. 
I want to find out when he beat Gary Kasparov. He, uh, I think it was 2011. He, um, by the way, he does have some losses. I'm looking, um, but they're usually in these rapid games and blitz games and stuff like that. Classical, it doesn't look like he really ever loses ever. That's weird. It must be weird just to never lose. Does it get boring? Here in 2020, he actually did lose uh, a few twice. It looks like to um, the same guy, or maybe that's that's the tournament. But uh, he won anyway, though. So he has a few losses, but just not many. It's got to be good. At the Tata Steel Masters, he went 6-0. Six wins, zero losses, seven draws. And, of course, a first place. Anyway, fine, he's good. Um, He's good enough that he has transcended chess. I knew who he was before this hand, of course. I think I would recognize him if you said, who is this, and showed me a photo. I think I would be able to name him. Um, At least I'd be able to say, it's the chess kid, right? But I I think I might even know his name. Um, people talk about him in really revered tones. Um, and uh, now we're going to see what his poker chops are. All right, here, I, I found the metric. It's the, okay. the ELO system. Um, Magnus Carlsen is the highest all-time rating of 2882. Kasparov yeah. is second with 2851. Right. That's what I, what I refer to the highest peak. Ah, that was the same system, yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah, right on, man. I mean, that's not bad, I guess. He had a moment where he was the best. Congratulations. Anyway, he's got... Chess chops, he's got poker chops. And I think you took something away from him because you said he yeah. beat Kasparov when he was 21. He might have, but he also beat him when he was either 12 or 13. Oh, yeah, you mentioned that, didn't yeah, you? something like that. that I'm looking, is... I'm look, I can actually find the numbers. For some reason, it's hard to find, but I'm looking at a picture of the match between them, and Carlson is prepubescent, he's for good, sure. And you're sure he wins that match? Yeah, I remember it from the Netflix thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I, well, ah, shit. I, I guess I'm not 100% sure on that. I, I mean, gotta... let's not. Who cares? Yeah. Move on with your yeah. life. I'm not. I Why just... are we doing this chess breakdown? Because Magnus Carlsen is in this hand. No one who cares about chess listens to this. That's right. No one. There's no crossover between chess and nope. poker. Okay. No crossover. Um, what games are the crossovers between? Magic the Gathering. There's and, actually quite yeah. a bit. I meant in chess, but it's Oh, in chess. So it's like pickleball and chess. Pickleball? Yeah. Do you not know what pickleball is? I know what pickleball is. How oh. is that related to chess? Do you honestly? You must not. Have you, you've never played pickleball, obviously. I have played pickleball. Not well. <laughs> not if you're not, <laughs> not thinking that, about chess. Well, you, obviously no well, you hit that little ball with that wooden racket. Yeah. Like, what do you think is the, the goal of pickleball? To pickle the ball. Right. That's what I thought you were going to say. It's, like, it's tennis. <laughs> it's basically tennis. It's to... It's to it's to put your opponent in such a position that they can no longer move their king, their king pickle ball <laughs> without, you know, problems. And if you don't know that, you don't know pickleball. Okay. All I right. think I think we beat this as hard as we possibly could into the ground. Nah. No? No. Okay. Yeah, here's something about this hand. Oh, great. This is by far the most Norwegian hand we will ever do. It is so Norwegian. Wow, not even ever done. And it's been eight or nine years, but you mean ever will do. I, if I were to bet, I would bet that this is the most Norwegian hand we would. I'm going to name the <laughs> players that enter okay. this hand. It's Magnus Carlsen, who is a him. very famous Norwegian. Yes. The, the last names of the other players I'm going to butcher, and I apologize to Norwegians and probably Scandinavians everywhere. Um, cool. Seostrom with a J after the S. Yep. Frigard with two A's. <laughs> it could just be Frigard, but yeah. And Dagslot with two T's. Dagslot. That yeah. is incredible, that name. Those are some Norwegian-ass names, yeah. man. Dagslot. Yeah. I mean, that, that's like what you yell when in, in Scandinavia or wherever when, you're, when your 
the game you're playing, all the little wooden blocks all fall down. The tower falls out. Yeah. Dang slot! <laughs> right? I thought it would be more like the name of a villain in a Norwegian mm. crime procedural. He's like the Moriarty of it. He's like, uh, ah, Dagslot done it again. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Could be all could be all those things though. Why Dagslot is versatile. That's what we know about yeah. Dagslot. Okay, so this is the most Norwegian hand we ever could do because it's impossible to surpass. So yeah. other things could maybe tie it, but could right. never go past well, it. Well, could you, if there were five Norwegians who played the hand, would it be more Norwegian? Or is it just about the percentage of Norwegians well, that played the hand? Are there is there anything cultural about Norwegians that maybe could be happening in the background of the hand that that you know, maybe would make something even more. Norwegian. I don't. What What's something that's unique to Norwegian I don't know, culture? Open up your racist brain and tell us. <laughs> My racist brain. <laughs> yeah, all your Norwegian stereotypes. You I know. mean, there's a. Just cr- say the things you always say to me when we're not recording about Norwegians. Just say it now. On, I'm just on, googling Norwegian culture. There it that's, is. There's There's the first one right there. I'm just googling. It's so. Norwegians tend to have a strong sense of history and civic engagement. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So if there's like a map or something and. Maybe people dress up in old-timey clothes. That makes it more Norwegian. What are some of Norwegian's... <laughs> what are some Norwegian traditions? You want to hear... Norway, baby. What, Let's go. For some reason, this website says... Yep. The first one is, They See Me Rollin'. I don't know what that means. They See Me Rollin'. Yeah, I know the song. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I clicked the link, and it took me to book a, a hotel room in Norway. <laughs> uh, Do it. A bit of blood and gore at Easter. Huh. Eating well, brown cheese on waffles. What was the name of that movie with uh, with the blonde from Black Widow? I'm spacing her name right now, but everyone knows who I mean. She plays uh, Yelena Belova. <laughs> I know the character. And um, but the, the the horror movie that she was in, where it's like a big party in a Norwegian country, and then a Scandinavian country, and then everybody dies, like slowly. You know what I'm talking about, sure. right? No? You don't know what I mean? It's by the guy who did uh, that other movie. <laughs> 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 With uh, the woman from the United States of Terror. All right, this is really so far off the rails. I feel bad for the listeners. Did you know that it's considered rude to talk excessively loud in Norway? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you telling me that? That's what it says. Oh, because that's what it says. That's fine. Traditional Norwegian food is farikal. Um, Farikal? It's mutton and cabbage. By the way, the, the actress's name, of course, Florence Pugh. Ah, yeah, That's I've heard of her. I've heard of her. To. Yeah. No, and what was the name of that movie? Midsummer. It was Midsummer. That's the horror movie where they have a big party in a Scandinavian country and then everyone dies. Well, thanks for spoiling it. It's not a surprise. Okay. Fine. I actually didn't even watch it. I, I watched the first 45 minutes and turned it off just before it was clear the old couple at the nice meal were about to slit each other's fr- throats in front of everyone. And I was like, I think I'm done. I think I don't need to see them actually kill each other right now. But yeah, people like that movie. All right. So it's, it's the most Norwegian hand of all time. It's basically the point. Okay. I, it's clearly, clearly. All right. For God's sake, let's begin. <laughs> okay. This was suggested by Thai Dog 4444. Yes. Four, four. Whoa. Four fours. A lot of Thai Dogs out there. No, lots of fours. One tie dog. Well, but there's so many tie dogs that he needed to have. He couldn't be tie dog four two. No, he's doing a four by four thing, man. He's got four Uh, fours. Do you understand? It's clever. It's it's. I I bet you it's a part of all his passwords. I bet you it's a big part of his passwords. Oh yeah, this guy. He is getting his identity stolen. (laughs) 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 But he suggested it on Discord, which is favorite. Why do you like this? What do you mean? You're, what did I say? You have a tone and you know it. Yeah, I know. 
There's a link to our Discord in the description of this podcast. Come join us for a rollicking good time, and that's a place you can suggest hands too. Yeah, a little bonus. There are good things that happen. Uh, we just had a a new person join us recently on Discord. Uh, Jackie Burkhart has made her way onto the Discord and uh, already causing a commotion. Happy to have her. Wow, nice announcement. Really cool. Uh, <laughs> Announcing an individual. <laughs> right, like, that, was, that was dumb, I guess. I don't know. Oh, whatever. Who cares? No one cares. Jackie's a, Jackie's a friend of the podcast, and yeah. you know she made a deep run in the, um, what's it called? The, no one, the no, Poker no. Stars Players no Championship. Yeah, no, she did. And also, she final tabled the World Series of Poker. Uh, ladies. But she's best. not Norwegian, so we're not going to talk about her. Right. Um, all right, so this is... An 880 euro buy-in. So it was like a $1,000 buy-in. So Magnus Carlsen. I assume he's rich. He's even poor. Though, even though he... Chess makes you poor. You don't really make any money playing chess, but I imagine if you're Magnus Carlsen... Yeah, I is, yeah he's rich. Come on. He, he can do speaking right. appearances and stuff, right? He could yeah. Do, Unibet is a sponsor, right? Right. Like, so. he, he's probably very rich, actually. I assume they bought him into this anyway. Yeah. But even if they didn't, he's like 880 euro? He's almost certainly a multi-multi-millionaire. You would think. Yeah. Not just a multimillionaire, a multi-multimillionaire. So several multimillionaires worth of millionaire. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. It's a thing people say. Grant. Uh, it's going to be like this the whole time. Yep, huh? the whole time. All right. So we're on day two. There were 1,000 okay. players to start. Uh, this is a four or five-day event. So yeah. we're not at the money or near it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's going to end up being a five-day event. They started day four. They started the whole event with 1,050 players, Grant, which is a lot. And they started day four with 39 left. So I'm guessing they probably had a final table of nine to come yeah. back day five. Yeah, or eight, because it's Europe. They like to do oh, eight. Oh, yeah, they do. They love that. Yeah, because they because you turn it sideways, and it's infinity. You can, and Europe's all about that. That's probably how they got to 39. Actually, it's possible they just ended the day, but it's also possible they were saying when there's five tables left, and then two people got eliminated ah, in the last hand. Right? Yeah. Could be. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's get to the hand. Okay. So Magnus, the chosen chess boy, has 300,000 in his stack at 2,500 5K blind level. So he's got 60 bigs. Okay. He's got aces in the hijack. Ace of clubs, ace of hearts. Sure. He's going to open to 11K. So far, he's doing fine. Yeah. Pawn, move one spot. That's, that's, what, what, that's they, what they say in chess, chess, right? Lingo right there. Put the horsey over there. <laughs> he walks funny. <laughs> He this does. this one walks funny, and that's valuable for some reason mm. in chess. You know, I mean, there's some value there. Yeah, it's harder to see. What's do you know the what? the value breakdown of the chess pieces? Because I don't. I, I'm not. You a, mean which ones are better than which ones? Yeah, yeah, like what's the order of quality of chess piece? Well, the queen is number one. The okay. rook is number two. Depending on the time of the game, it's either bishop or knight. Early, it's knight. Later, it's bishop. Because knights do better when there's a lot of commo- a lot of uh-huh. pieces in the way because they can leap over them. When they're out of the way, the bishops do well because they can move across the yeah. board quickly and easily. Um, and then after that, all that's left, I believe, is the pawns, right? And the king, of course. Yeah. And the so. king is basically just like a sickly old man that you have to protect. Exactly. Yeah. Except when he castles. And then you're like, hell yeah. Yeah, it's a great moment. Get me some Mountain Dew Code Red. <laughs> I feel amazing. <laughs> yeah. I will go two or three spaces. Not a sponsor. Of one. Yeah. Uh, although it should be. We should we should reach out to Mountain Dew Code Red For specifically. Sure. Well, we we we'll just play them this little bit that we just did. Yeah, and they'll like, be like, oh, here is so much Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah, we can't pay you in anything but Mountain Dew. But Mountain Dew, basically, we're going to give you so much you can turn it into a currency. Yeah. And I mean physically turn it into a currency, like pound it into like little coins. Oh, nice. That many cans of Mountain Dew. It's going to be great. I want bottles. Yeah, we know. <laughs> we, anyway, Magnus, he opens aces. Ace of clubs, ace of right, from the right, hijack. Right. Player named Siostrom yep. has over 100 bigs, 515K. 
Calls from the button with four or five of diamonds. Cool. Fine. Frigard. 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 Mm-hmm. Frigard. Two A's. Um, has 810,000, so he's rolling in it. Yep. And he's in a small blind with two fives, five of hearts, five of clubs. He's going to call. Sure. And then the greatest name in Norway, Dagslot. <laughs> yeah. It's, that's just a fun name. It's it just is. good. If you are looking at the name, it's good, too, because the two Ts somehow it just adds impact. You know, two Ts at the end. I like it. 314K in his stack. He's got Jack seven off, Jack of diamonds, seven of spades. He's going to call it the big blind. I'd like to revisit one thing that we have not talked about for a very long time. Is it Dagslot? It is. It's not Dagslot's name. It's his decision to call with Jack seven off. Okay. So this is something that a long time ago we were like, you're getting amazing pot odds, you're closing the action, you call with a lot of hands. Um, any hand that can make a straight is pretty good. This can, of course, do that. Um, this is a pretty terrible hand, and we're going four ways. We're going to be out of position to two of the players. Should we ever consider not calling with this hand? If you're terrible at poker, I think you should consider folding. Mm. I think if you have any trust in yourself post-flop, it's an auto-call. It's 6K to win 43K. Yeah, 6K to win 43K is amazing. It's true. It's true. Um, You make a good point, though. If you're The thing is, if you're terrible at poker, you probably don't know it, right? Yes, but if somehow you had the sentience to understand that you were terrible at poker to the extent that you should call with fewer hands in spots where you're getting a good price because you're going to make mistakes in the future then you can make that decision to fold. I think, yeah, you have to like be confident post-flop with a hand like this, right? Maybe not confident. You have to be smart post-flop. It's a little different than confident, right? Well, you, it's really about confidence because you can't really assess your own intelligence accurately in that case if you're overconfident about it. Right, right. But maybe confident is the wrong word, though. Like, I mean, sure, you want to believe in your post-flop abilities, but you have to be smart enough to be able to, for example, get away from one pair of hands a lot. Right, right? you just have to trust yourself not to... Like, blow up for no reason. Right. You can't put in a huge amount of chips most of the time with one pair in this hand, right? Yeah. You have to be a little careful. Like, a hand like a straight, which looks pretty good if, if it says 8, 9, 10, and you've got jack 7, guess what? Jack, queen jack has really got you in a lot of trouble. And you're drawn, you're drawn to a chop only. And you, so you, you just got to be aware of these kinds of things. Queen jack's a hand these other players are going to have a lot. Yeah. If, if a lot of money goes in. Right? right. I mean. So that's all. So you just got to be on top of all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I agree with you. Of course, in the end, we do have to call with this hand. Of course. 6K to win 43K, man. Okay. Now there's 49K because Dagslot, of course, calls. Dagslot. Dagslot. That could just be like a victory lap dance word or whatever, you mm-hmm. know? Like anytime you do something good. Dagslot. Yeah. Like that, right? Yeah, like I... I so at, at the time of this recording, we're, we're coming up on the NBA playoffs. And if I don't hear a player yell Dagslot after they make a three, I'm going to be shocked. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, yeah. It's common, Especially right? after this hand. Yeah, yeah. They're going to be like, Dagslot! <laughs> I'm going to be yelling yeah. it. I'll tell you that. So that'll Kev- start a thing. Kevin later. Durant's going to make a shot. Kevin Dagslot Durant. Maybe that's his new nickname. That is a sick nickname, bro. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Flop is Jack of Spades, Eight of Spades, Three of Spades. So the notable hands remaining are Magnuses with two aces, no spade. And Dagslot. Yeah, Jack Seven with the Seven of Spades. He's got the old Seven of Spades. It helps a little bit. Yep. Um, sure. Frigard has the two fives. He's going to check. Good. Dagslot's going to check. This is where I always ask: Is there an argument for leading? I think we should at least have a quick conversation about this for okay. Dagslot. He's got the Seven of Spades in his hand. He's got top pair. Yes. This is the kind of board that checks through a fair amount. Yes. What do you think? I think it's. I think it's at least debatable. With this, in this what spot. would be the intent? What well, What do you want out of it? You want value, or do you want to deny equity? I think we get a bunch, of, a little bit of both. Okay. Um, when, with three other players, we do want to deny some equity. We can actually fold out some better hands, not better hands, sorry, some better spades. 
Like the nine of spades that's all here by itself. Like if Magnus opened ace nine with the nine of spades, he has to fold. Yeah. That's pretty great already. You know, stuff like that can happen. Obviously, we're not going to fold out the king of spades. I wouldn't think we're no. going to fold that out. Um, anyone who's got a, a better hand than we do isn't going to fold off no. the one bet either. But we do deny, if, if it checks through and any har- card bigger than a jack or a spade comes, we're just always like, yeah, we could lose a lot of chips here. Now, we can lose a lot of chips anyway, but we can at least, I, I kind of like the idea of denying some equity. And of course, we can get some value too. The ace of spades, the king of spades, maybe even worse pocket pairs, like two, two black nines might call once, depending on who's behind them and who isn't. You know, I don't know. Where they are. I, I hear your points, but I think, this is just not that good of a hand, and I want to just—I just want to play it to to try to minimize how many chips go in the pot at this yeah. point. Like I, I'm, I'm happy that I flopped well enough that I can consider continuing in, in the hand unless the action goes crazy. But I, I don't really want to instigate anything. Like, are we just bet folding? I guess we are. <sighs> Gosh, that that is a good question. Like, it's too bad because the ace of spades might just raise a lot, right? Yeah. So bet folding isn't great there. Um, yeah. So yeah. that, that makes me want to check, too, uh, for sure. Also, one of the good things about checking, beyond all, just minimizing you know, our exposure um, and pot control and all that, is we can check, Magnus can bet, someone else can raise, and we can just get out scot-free. We yep. can put no chips in this pot. This is the kind of hand we can very comfortably fold to bet raise, right? Also, why don't we check to the chess player? He's not a poker player. Let him make his dumb mistakes. Yeah. He's trying to play. He ch- might. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you. I, I I agree. I think this is this is a check most of the time, but I think it's an interesting one because we have there's some stuff working here, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think if we had a bigger bigger spade, there's more of an argument. Like maybe even the king of spades with the jack. Definitely an ace of spades with the jack. You could consider. Well, yeah, that's that's different. That's a hand we can never be if we're not afraid at all. Our hand's probably a little too good, and we can get pushed off it a little too easily to bat. Right. Yeah. 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 So okay. anyway, Dag slot checks. Cool. Should Magnus bet? I don't think so. Four ways. Seems yeah. like seems like a stretch. I mean, it's it? it is a bet fold, right? Is it? If it's a bet fold, that's problematic. Like we're gonna get knocked off the best hand too much, aren't we? I feel like we are. Yeah, I mean, we don't have the ace of spades, so that's out there. Right, right. If we have the ace of spades, it's a completely different deal. But uh, having having, I just don't, I just feel like we absolutely can be up against the flush. We can be put in lots of uncomfortable spots. Uh, by the way, if we check and it checks through, and then it checks to us, and a non-spade comes on the turn and it checks to us, we can bet with a lot more comfort, mm. right? Um, also, if someone has a big spade, they've got a lot less equity now with only one card to come. Yep. So with all that going on, I think I want to check as Magnus. What do you want to do? I tend to agree with you. Okay. I think even three ways, maybe I'd consider betting a little bit more. I don't know. I, I like checking. And then what about the scenario where we check mm-hmm. and Siostrom on the button, bets, and both of the other guys call. Wow. Are we folding? It feels a little presumptuous to fold. It's probably not going to be very expensive. I think we have to call once. But we like can, we're not, uh, we can't call a second bet, bet even if there's nobody left in the pot. If it checks around Seostrom bets into three players again, I think we should probably fold. Certainly if he bets and anyone calls on the turn, we have to fold, I think. But... Um, but on the turn, but we could decide what we think about him, you know, if, like on the turn. If he bets, the other two guys fold. Oh, there's a guy behind us, isn't there? No, no, Seostrom is behind us. Yeah, he's okay, the only good. one. So, so he bets, we all call the flop. It checks to him on the turn. He bets again on a nod spade turn, like a brick, a, deuce, a red deuce or something. Um, the other two guys fold. Now, if we think he's, 
Now we now it depends what we think about him. If we want to call it or not. That's my take. What do you you got anything different? Nah. I uh, I mostly agree with that. Yeah. Of course you do. Yeah, I think brilliant. I do think it's a little bit showing an experience to bet here. Yeah. As Magnus, which he does. Yeah, I think it's the I don't really know what to do. It can't be that bad to bet here as long as you don't go crazy, really, right? Like, and you yeah. don't have to bet very much either. You shouldn't yeah. be betting very much. I hope he sizes it down. I don't know what he does, but I hope he sizes it's it It's not huge. 21 into 49. Okay, that's fine, I guess. That's fine. So, uh, Seostrom and Frigard, of course, fold their nothing hands. Yep. And Dagslot has only one choice, right? It would be weird to raise, that's for sure, and you can't fucking fold, Grant. Well, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could be up against just big spades. It's, it's tough to know what to do on spades and if Magnus keeps betting. Correct. But it's just too good of a hand to fold. We just don't worry about it yet. Like, a lot of times Magnus is going to shut down after this street anyway, right? Yeah. Like, we'll see. The fact that he chose to bet into three other players is not amazing for us, but we just can't fold yet. No. No, we cannot. So he calls. Okay. Pot's 91K. Yeah. Tell them about Nitrogen Sports. Nitrogen Sports is the world that oh. you reside in when you go for vacation and don't die. That's the place which has all the cool things. It's got sports betting. It's got poker. It's got casino games. And it's got love. Well, what kind? Love for the horses. <laughs> <laughs> Love for the flowers. The horses like the knights in chess? Well, like the knights, but not the knights. And are the flowers like an alternative name for rooks? Because they look kind of like little flowers. They do not. <laughs> Maybe a little bit? A little bit. If any piece looks like a flower. Pawn. Pawn looks more like a flower for sure. Have you ever seen a pawn? By the queen also. Um, have you ever seen these things? I feel like you've never even seen a chessboard. How many squares are on a chessboard? There's physical chessboards. How many squares are on a chessboard? 64? Yes. You got lucky. Congratulations. You guessed right one time in your life. Wow. I mean, yeah. Sometimes you get Um, lucky. But back to nitrogen. Uh, Grant, there's a lot more to say. Oh, is there? Because it seems like you're struggling to find words. (laughs) Bitcoin only site, Grant. And that means something to me and to you because it means you get your money in there super fast. Get it out super fast, Grant. You don't got to wait. Everyone else has to wait days and days. There's got to be an approval process. It drives you crazy. Am I right? Now with nitrogen, it gets out there in 90 minutes, man. You put that request in no matter how much it is, bam, that's right in your own Bitcoin wallet. 90 minutes. It's amazing. I feel like you're just having a conversation with yourself. You're, you're like Hank Azaria on The Simpsons doing like all the voices. Ah, thank you. Yeah. That's a compliment. Yeah. Sure. He does a lot of the voices, doesn't he? I don't know. He does uh, Apu. Not anymore. I mean, oh, he stopped doing Apu. You're yeah. right. You're right. He did Apu. Yeah. To his eternal shame. Uh, yeah. I mean, basically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really. Anyway. Anyway, uh, on nitrogen, there's no shame. <laughs> no, no matter what voice. Shame is not, a, it's not an emotion that exists once no. you're there. It's like a blissful place. Right. It's all in the blockchain, so it can't It's be. all shameless blockchain <laughs> Technology. It's just two brothers. <laughs> That's kind of what I was going for. I heard it in your voice. Yeah. Man. That's a Rick and Morty reference for those of you who don't know. Yeah. And those of you who do, you surely appreciate it. And then there's that. a lot of old ladies. <laughs> They're going to have to deal with that now. <laughs> You're not going to believe it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just nitrogen. Yep. Okay. 
Ad complete. Yeah, we're going to be talking about nitrogen a little different next month. Oh. Just got, we're going to be starting to talk about nitro betting that EU. We're going to, that's a little preview for you guys. Yeah, because by the time you hear this, we'll be like, oh, we should have already been talking about it. But we can't help it. <laughs> this is what we got. It's, recorded. it's still yeah. April, man. Yeah, still April, bro. May, May is nitro betting month. Is it? Yeah. Uh, where? On CBS? <laughs> it could be on CBS. Okay. I'm going to ask Jim Nance about it. Jim Nance. Still got it. Did he ever have it? He still got it, so he must have had, he must have All right. had it. Yeah. Let's, let's do something we've never oh, done no. before that needs to be done. Oh, my God. What are we doing? We're ranking play-by-play people. I knew you were going to do that. Really? Okay, fine. You don't like it? No, no, no. It's fine. Let's go. We've done poker commentators, but that's too on brand. It's so on brand. It's too pokery. That's what, it's got too much poker. All right. In it. So here's the question. Are we doing current or all time? Let's just do current. Okay. Come on. All right. Who, let's, let's just start with who's in the running for number one. Al Michaels. Al Michaels is clearly in the running for number one. Yep. I don't think Kenny Albert is in the running for number <laughs> one. Um, Gus Johnson. Not, not in Al big Michaels. Fan. Big fan. Uh, Ian Eagle. Come on. Mike Breen. Get out of here. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. Kevin Harlan. I think Al Michaels is just number one. Who, who is a, who's a, a true contender to the throne? It's just Al Michaels, I yeah. think. Good old Al Michaels. Good for him, man. Yeah. Good for him. Joe Buck, I guess, is what people would say is a contender. He does multiple sports. Yeah, but come on. He's not special. No. <laughs> he just isn't. Also, I think he hates the sports that he does. He, like, hates football. He's kind of bored by baseball. He's, like, talked about this stuff. Really? Yeah. Maybe hates is a strong word for football, but I, he, I think he does not really enjoy the sports. He just sees it as a job. He makes shitloads of money. That well, guy. now especially, you know, with all the movement that's happened, I think he signed like you know a twelve million dollar a year deal or something. That him and Aikman are doing Monday Night Football. Yeah, and uh, you know, no one cares. I mean, people care, but no one's going to watch it because of that. But they're still getting paid as if they're bringing viewership. It's very odd. There must be something going on with that that we don't get because all the networks do it. Yeah. Um, and he, okay, Mike Tirico is actually a pretty good play by play guy. He is good. But, I mean, Al Michaels is the, the reigning king. Yep. He just is. He's old, and he's still got it, yeah. unlike all the other old guys. Before, <laughs> before he stopped having it, Marv Albert was pretty good. Uh, yeah, but still not in the Al Michaels camp, I would say. Michaels also has done multiple sports. Well, yeah, and he did, he did the Miracle on Ice. Yes, he did. That was 1980. Was he's it, still around. It was 80 or was it 84? Oh, maybe it was probably 84. Whatever. <laughs> that was almost 40 years ago. He was the voice of... Of the miracle then, and he's still doing it. I know, that's, that's pretty... And he, he does definitely still have it together. He's yeah. sharp, which is impressive. Absolutely. No, he's, he's really good. He's really good. Anybody else you want to mention? This was a no. fruitless exercise. Bob Costas? I don't know. Does he even do play-by-play? No, no, not at all. He does commentary. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. That was a try. Who's a the try. best uh, chess commentator of all time? Uh, Jen Shahadi. Might be. It, I mean, I've seen her do a little bit of chess commentary. Really? Yeah. yeah. Just a little bit. Have you listened to her podcast? I heard nope. her poker podcast. Neither. I have not. Neither have I. Many of you probably have. Yeah, probably. As poker podcast consumers. Right. Which, you know, I would never listen to a poker podcast. I'm not one of those people. You know I what mean, I'm saying? There's one poker podcast I listen to and only one. It's the Daniel Negreanu. <laughs> Let's listen to poker. Poker podcast with Daniel Negreanu. Let's listen to poker poker podcast. <laughs> with Daniel Negreanu. I think that's what it's called, right? Yeah. He's great. He's barely roids out on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Only a little bit. All right. Back to the hand. Oh, yeah. The hand. What's going on? 91K in the pot. Yeah. Carlson's got aces with no club or a spade. Uh, Dagslot has jack seven with the seven of spades. Right. Jack eight, three all spades. Cool. Turn five of spades. Oh, no. Magnus Carlson, you've been whammied. 
Is that your new thing? Yeah, I'm going to say that. Anytime I knock someone out of a poker tournament, I'm going to do that voice just like that. Oh, no, you've been whammied. It's going to be great. People will like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to really enjoy being around you. Yep. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Bag slot checks. Sure, of course. I don't see any reason about this. Is This is you know a good thing for our hand, but also could be a bad thing. It's, we don't know if it's good or bad. All it's right. unclear. So it's time to give up the ghost if we're Magnus, right? Well, it's, I mean, if our opponent has a sp- called and has a spade in his hand, usually they're, it's not going to be easy to get him to fold, but right? it's got to be a three-street frickin' plan. Like, I don't think he's folding to one bet usually. Um, and we still often have the best hand, right? Like, he can have King Jack or just a Jack. He can have Jack 10 with But we're spades. not getting called by those hands. Right. No, no, I'm saying. So a check, a check makes a lot of sense. Like, I don't yeah. think we're getting better hands to fold that often. Um, and I don't think we're getting worse hands to call that often. So, like, a check back makes sense. And if he's got a jack or any pair, he may be really content just to check the river and not bluff, right? Because yeah. he's got what he thinks is the best hand. So, feels like a really clear check back to me. To play devil's advocate a yeah. little bit, uh, Magnus could believe that Dag Slot is unlikely to have the ace of spades because he didn't check or raise the flop. <clears throat> so, do you think, do you think Dag Slot, like, if, you're, if you don't know anything about Dag Slot, which you don't. Right. Do you expect that he's mostly raising the ace of spades or mostly calling with it on the flop? I think he's calling with it um, at, at least as much as he's raising, if not more. Well, that pokes a big hole in my theory. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I just don't think people raise as much as we... Like, we talk as if, oh, if you have a flush draw, you're going to raise a lot. But in practice, people do some, but they don't raise constantly with flush draws. And even a hand like the ace of spades on day two of a, what is a, the Norwegian Poker Championship, what for Dagslot may feel like a big deal, you know? Um, I don't think he's just going to randomly raise... Here, when it's relatively R- randomly, cheap. well, I mean, well, like raise raise here where it's it's relatively cheap to call. I'm not saying you shouldn't raise, and we could talk about it if you should. But I think in practice, a lot of people don't. Like there are people who do, of course, but yeah. I think a lot of people don't. Okay. And a lot of people, even the people who do, try and balance because otherwise they're going to be raising too much. You know, so they call a lot too. With Maybe I mean, things. so my theory was predicated on like, yeah, if you think the dag slot is capped, then you can decide to bet turn and river, and like, what's he going to do? I mean, he could have, but even if you think he's capped, he could have the king of spades, right, or the queen of spades, and I mean, I guess he could find a fold by the river. I yeah. mean, it's not com- by by the river. He's only bluff catching, right? Yeah. Even with the king of spades, he's only bluff catching. And you're Magnus Carlson. You have Buku bucks. Who cares? Well, you got that chess money. That, <laughs> that horsey money. Yeah. <laughs> no horsey flower money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Magnus is gonna bet. Okay. So, do you think this is just amateurish bluffing? Yeah. I think both, both or streets. maybe maybe entitlement tilt even. I honestly, I think it's I don't know what the hell to do, so I'm going to bet. Which you know, in a poker tournament, isn't always the worst decision. Like that works a lot. Just yeah. bet and people fold. Like so, it can, it can work if you don't know what to do and you bet. Um, but both these, both the flop and this bet here on the turn, if he's going to bet, um, feel like overreaches mm-hmm. and not really not really aware of the situation enough, understanding the situation well enough is my. Overall, thing. now maybe he could sit here and he's a super smart games guy. Maybe he would have really good reasons. Yeah, and I'd be like, never mind, Magnus Carlson, super smart prodigy person. But it's possible he just hasn't played a lot of poker and hasn't been in these spots very much and doesn't really know what to do. And so he just bets. Could be. Yeah. Could be. It's uncomfortable for Dag Slot, even though we don't like the bet. It's 100%. a one third pot bet, thirty and ninety one. Yep. I mean, I guess if you really know your opponent, you can fold. Yes. If you know they're just kind of nitty and will only bet with, like, the king or ace of spades. If they don't have bluffs, you can definitely fold. If they have very few bluffs, you can definitely fold. 
But if you're playing against anybody good at all, you have to call with this hand. Of course you do. Because like too high in your distribution. You wouldn't think they had aces. You'd think they have a hand that is always losing to at least a jack or like to a pair, right? Like ace king would be a hand that yeah. would, without a spade might really continue here. And right? you're getting four to one. Yep. So I think we I mean it it sets up lots of pro- potential problematic river spots, but we still have to call with this hand. Yep. We block it a little bit too. I mean we blocked the seven of spades. Exactly, we blocked the seven of spades. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. All right. I mean, that's, that means we block. So we block a seven of spades, which is good. Yeah, and we block seven eight of spades. Oh, it's the eight on board anyway. Um, let me see. Whatever. We block seven x. It, of spades. It is. We block seven six of spades, but whatever. That's not. That's that not doesn't matter. Yeah. That doesn't matter at of course, all. All he needs is to have the ace of spades. Yeah. Which is basically what he's repping by betting the turn, right? With a, with a he bet, was, since he bet a third pot, maybe he could have the king or even yeah. the queen of spades potentially. It'd be really weird to bet the queen of spades though. What are you hoping to happen? This exact this exact thing because yeah. you know, like we're saying, deck slot. Unless he thinks Magnus is super face up, has to call with the seven of spades. But don't you do better checking the queen of spades and getting value on the river? Because you're only going to get one more street with the queen of spades anyway. I think probably. But well, I, you assume you assume that. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong, but against a super calling station, you, maybe you can bet the queen, queen of spades twice. There's no reason to think Dag Slot is like that for no. based on this one hand that we're watching. He's Dag Slot. He's Dag Slot. Nice. Private Eye. Oh, he's a private eye now. Yeah, he's I not. thought he was a villain. He could be a villain and a private eye, but he's not. And you know who loves him? The ladies, because <laughs> he's Dag Slot. The, Nor- the Norwegian ladies. Yeah. All right. And the men. All of them. Everybody loves Dag Everybody Slot. Everybody wants Dag Slot. To be clear. Yeah. Dagslot is, he's fighting him off. All right. 151K <laughs> in the pot. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so we've got Magnus with aces, Dagslot with a seven high flush. Yeah. The river's the inconsequential queen of clubs. Okay. Here's something that I don't like. Yeah. Dagslot's going to go ahead and lead for one fifth pot. What the hell are we doing? This is a weird blocker bet, and I don't think this is the right time for a blocker bet. Let's talk about why. Okay. Go for it. Okay. So... When Magnus bets the turn, only two things are happening, really, from our point of view with the seven of spades, anyway. We are, like, crushed and dead. Yep. Or he's crushed and almost completely dead. He could have a set, I guess. But he's affected, like, he... But now that the river's come, he doesn't have a set. Yeah. We're, like, we're so far ahead of him that he can never even call a bet here. Right. Or so far behind him that we're always losing. Right. And we bet one-fifth pot, so even if Magnus has eights or... He, if he has the next pip up, which is the nine of spades, he has pocket nines with the nine of spades, he's going to call 30K. I mean, I don't think we're trying to fold out a slightly better flush yeah. here with, with this bet, right? Uh, maybe once in a while Magnus folds out a slightly better flush, but who cares? That's not the intention. And mostly this, this is just a, feels like a losing play. I think we're in the same spot that Magnus has been in, which is the, I don't really know what to do here. Yep. I'm afraid he's going to bet really big and don't want to have to call that. So I'm going to Make a bet and try and play perfectly. If if he raises, I can easily fold. If he folds, I was ahead anyway, and you could pretend he was. But a piece of this has to be that you can get called by worse hands. You would think so, right? And I mean, maybe you can get called by slightly worse spades, but can you? No. So maybe you can fold out slightly better spades, but again, that can't. That's not the intention. I don't think you can fold out slightly better spades. I mean, for you to make the case that exactly he's got the exact right seven of spades, where all worse spades fold and all better spades call, I think is is not necessarily reasonable. Like, if you think the eight of spades can call and the six of spades can fold, I don't know why. It's, it's not that different. The eight of spades is out there. Okay, the um, nine of spades. Yeah. But it's not, those hands are very similar to each other. Okay, right? yeah, but Magnus is more likely to have big spades as he the opener. sure is. I was going there, too. Like, I guess he can have two black sixes, but, like, he does not have very many low spades. No. When he bets the turn, especially, yeah. right? Bets the turn, he's either got a bluff. I guess he can have aces, but he mostly has a bluff or he's got you crushed. I mean, it was a, a hand bluff. That he's never folding. It was a bluff. It was aces. I don't know if it was a bluff for him. I okay. Think he didn't know what to do. 
But if we are going to take a step back and look at this, yeah, it should be a bluff. From our point of view, it's a bluff. Yeah, because right? we we have a hand that is drawing dead against us. So yeah, whether whatever magnet. There's not a whole lot of good that can come from this bet, except that we're not facing a big tough decision. We avoid that in our in our right, mind, which right? is not a good way to play poker. I agree completely. Yeah. Sometimes a blocker bet is called for in a weird spot, admittedly in a big tournament spot. I don't really like doing them. I rarely no, do them. I, I almost never. Yeah, but I can see there's some value sometimes in doing that. But you know, mostly like I want if the guy wants to you know bluff off a huge chunk of chips and I have a tough decision, I'm okay with that. Like I'm okay making a tough call and being right or wrong. Like that's fine. Yeah, I mean, I think with that's Dag, how you win tournaments. I think right? you touched on this, but what Dagslot is trying to do is avoid a big bet where he has to then make a decision. Which I think if Magnus does a big bet again and is bluffing, like good for him. This is yeah. a run out where it's like you just have to let him have it anyway. It's I like agree. like if you have that bluff in you, you're doing it kind of randomly. All I've done is call, and there's a bunch of spades on the board. Congratulations, you win the pot. Like that's fine. I mean, the plan should be when we call the 30k bet on the turn. Like, we just hope no more money goes in, right? Yeah. Like, that's what we do with this hand. And then there's, we have a lot of hands that have better spades in them that we, you know, we have all the hands that didn't have a spade and we just folded mm-hmm. on the turn. The bad spades we call with and hope no more money goes in. The good spades, we, we can put more money in. If we have the queen of spades, we could decide to call yeah. the rivers or the king of spades or something like that. But this feels like a very clear, yeah, we're just going to check fold if Magnus doesn't give up. So we have to fold some of these hands. Yeah, right? and you're just, there's just not much value to be had by betting this way, like... If you if you think you're getting 30k more out of Magnus a lot of the time, I could see why you might want to do this and then fold to a raise type thing. But I don't think you're getting 30k more out of Magnus a lot of the time. I mean, if you know he's a massive station, he might even call you with two aces here. Fine, but a you have to give him two aces. There's no reason to not give him the ace of spades. No, um, or a bluff. Right. So giving him some weird middling hand that we don't think you should ever be betting is weird anyway. Like aces in this. All right. Case, so right? we're not a fan of this one. No, it feels like the kind of play that happens a lot in these sub thousand dollar tournaments yeah all right are we a fan of this one here we go magnus does sniff out that he's not ahead yeah and he decides he wants to win the hand anyway so he makes it 100k this is kind of a small raise in relation to the pot yes it looks very valuey yeah i mean that all right okay do we like it i think i like it okay i think i like it okay um when Magnus is called on the turn, he already knows he's losing. He has to. So yeah. I, I don't know if he was going to give up or fire away on the river, but when Dagslot leads one-fifth pot on the river, he just doesn't have the ace of spades very often, right? No. And he just positionally doesn't have the ace of spades very often either. Because he was in the big blind, yeah. right? That's right. Everyone else has it much more yeah. than he does. That's right. Like the small blind. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely has it there. Right. right? That's a good point. Um, and we absolutely do. Nothing we've done up to this point hurts that story. Right. That it's all supported. So we can have the ace of spades. He has a little, but then this bet size makes it even, like, he just has it. I mean, how often does he have, does he play everything just like this and have the ace of spades with this bet on the river too? 5% of the time? Be generous. 15% of the time? It just is so rare. Yeah, I agree. If he even has the king of spades, can he call the raise? I mean, we're repping one thing and one thing only. Yeah. I don't know if he can. I would think most players would fold. I would. I mean, Magnus. Like to your point, by hook or by crook, he has done nothing but take a line that easily represents the not flush. Absolutely. So, I like this play. I think this works way enough of the time to. Uh, now, I think we're not targeting the seven of spades. I'm probably, if I'm Magnus, making this play targeting like the queen or the king. But it all is the same in the wash, really. Like the yeah. seven of spades and the king and queen play the same against what we're repping. 
and whether we have it or not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think I, I think I'm on board with it too. I think I am. I mean, it's a, it's risky, obviously like Dag slot could have it, but he could have, or he could decide to, if call. you think the Dag slot will even fold the King of spades, which maybe at these levels, you know, to your point, sub 1000, the sizing might be kind of indicative that he doesn't really have that big of a spade that much. It might be like kind of obvious that he has a medium flush or not the nut flush at least. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the King of spades is such a clear check call, right? Yeah. Like, and so is the queen of spades, but that doesn't mean Dagslot knows that. Right. Um, the thing I like about this is it's one thing to like, I feel like we're all in these spots sometimes, especially in these like smaller tournaments. Yeah. Where someone like makes this weird bet and it feels like they're just weak and mm-hmm. they usually are, right? Yeah. But then actually executing the raise, doing it instead of thinking about it and then folding because like, eh, is it really going to work? I don't know. I don't want to, I don't need to play high variance, blah, blah, blah. You talk yourself out of it. I yeah. talk myself out of it. More, I mean, I see every spot, or at least I feel like I see a million spots. It's like Neo once the matrix becomes clear to everything's <laughs> green and falling around. You know, it's like, oh, I could do that. I could do that. I could do that. And it's like, all right, but you can't do everything all the time. Right. I appreciate that Magnus actually pulls the trigger on this. Yeah. Even though it feels pretty straightforward in a lot of ways that it should work, still, there are a lot of things I do that should work. There are a lot of things I don't do that should work. Right. Know, and poker. it's there's we're not talking about Magnus's distribution or blockers because this is not a situation where that could really apply. It's just kind of situational. It like, feels like you can't have blockers here. I really wonder if Dagslot checks if Magnus just bombs it. I think he probably does based on yeah, every and, action he's And taken, I think Dagslot right? just loses 30k less than he just folds right. and loses 30k less. Right. The, yeah, Dagslot sort of has a worst case scenario here where he throws in another 30k and still loses the pot. Like, I mean, he's he's kind of unlucky because that this should just end up with Magnus folding, right? Like, usually yeah. that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but Magnus pounces on probably the sizing. He probably is seeing the sizing and he's like, ah, you don't have it, buddy. I think you're probably right because if because Dagslot could if he had the ace of spades also probably is trying to get called by a hand that could bet the turn comfortably, like the king of spades. Yeah. Right. And so wouldn't you, wouldn't you often size it up against the King of Spades specifically? The only reason to bet 30K is to... Not, really, make, a, not is make a big decision. To, and, and to induce, right? Yeah. That'd be the other reason if you have, a, if you have the Ace of Spades. Yeah, right? sure. But how often are you successfully inducing? I don't know. Like, maybe if you played with Magnus a lot, maybe you know that. But this is hand 42 of the broadcast. So I don't even know if they've been playing day two for very long. Yeah. This guy's maybe... Probably has never played with Magnus before. This is probably the first hand they've ever played together. He's probably seen Magnus play five hands total. Or Could be. So he probably doesn't have a lot of data on this guy. Yeah, I think Dagslaw was just doing what he does when he plays poker, right? right? Which is what a lot of people do is they they find themselves in a spot where they don't really know what to do, so they throw out a weird little blocker bet, and they think they can get good information from that. Right. And then, like, usually what happens is Dax, like gets called by better hands. He's like, oh, good, I only lost 30K. I was yeah. going to call a bigger bet anyway. And he says, decides that's good. Or the person folds, and he's like, I wonder if I... I feel like that guy was never going to put another chip in. And, like, and you feel like they don't know what I had, and you feel like... You, you feel like you did a valiant thing a lot because the feedback seems to be good. Right. But it's not actually good. Usually that stuff isn't good. Seems like the Grandmaster uh, pulled out oh. an exploit. Oh! I thought you were going to say something chess-related at the end there. No, I don't know anything exploit. about chess. He made it poker. He like, it seems like the guy who plays chess knows that there's 64 I mean, <laughs> spots on the board. say something like, you know... He put him in check, or like he mated him, or so, something like that. He mated him. Yeah, you, you mate. <laughs> I know, but it sounds funny. They it's mated the grandmaster. You know, turned on really, really controls the end game, or so, something chess related. Uh, look at me like end game. That's the Avengers movie. Yeah, you're talking about Thanos. <laughs> uh, it looks like the chess master bought a fancy new chess clock. 
<laughs> that you have to hit after you do your move in chess. Yeah. Those chess clocks are always weird because I feel like it wouldn't do a great job telling time then, right? Like, if I go to sleep and I don't hit it before I go to bed and I wake up, I don't even, I can, it's, it's just frozen. I am so lost. (laughs) So you're trying to create a world where you think a chess clock is supposed to be the same thing as a clock that tells time. It's a clock. Is it not a clock? Does it not tell time? I'm confused. I mean, a lot of things are called clocks that aren't clocks. Is it a clock? Like the debt clock. That's not a clock. It is not a clock. That's That's just a number. But a chess clock is a clock of a certain sort. It's a timekeeper. Yes, it's a timekeeper. It's a timekeeper. It might not even be called a chess clock. That's just what I called it. I think it. it is called a chess clock, but it might not be called that. But my point is not what you're saying. My point is, how, did that, how does that work, though, when you're trying to wake up in a particular time with the alarm? And Have you gone like through like a lot of chess clocks trying to figure <laughs> out? Is this why you have weird sleep patterns? <laughs> you only buy chess clocks? I'm trying to think where else this would come into play and really screw up my life, you know? Like, Did you replace the clock in your car with a chess clock? I replaced my Apple Watch with a chess clock, and ah, that has been a problem. Because it's, right it's heavy. <laughs> that is one of the reasons, yeah. but not the only reason. Also, I can't get notifications on it. You would think you could. It's a special clock. Well, you know what you can do? There's a uh, life hack I have for you. Yeah. If you have like a Sharpie, a permanent marker type I thing, do. I do. and you have like your phone where mm-hmm. you get your notifications, you, yeah. look, you look at the notification on the phone, mm-hmm. and then using the permanent marker, you write it on the chess clock, what the notification says. Oh, so then I don't have to remember it. So then you have the notification on the chess clock. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's smart. And it's also, uh, you can interact with it in a way that you can't on the phone because you can actually like smudge it. Yeah. You can't smudge a notification on your phone. That's true. The problem is, I'm just going to keep bumping up against this, the time-keeping element has not been what I was hoping for. <laughs> Let me say that. Like, I am late, really late sometimes to certain appointments because, like, <laughs> they're like, what time, what time are you supposed to be here? I'm like, 3 o'clock. It's 3 o'clock now. They're like, it was 3 o'clock seven hours ago. You know, it's like that. That happens a lot. All the time. But it, I don't think it's... My fault. No. <laughs> I blame the company that made this. This is society's fault. Chess, it's not even really a chess clock. It's a chess watch. Well, it, that was not their intention. You just put some twine around a chess clock and <laughs> yeah. tied it around your wrist. Also, chess watch sounds like a group of people who are like keeping an eye out just in case chess comes around, you know, chess watch. Or, or somebody, you know, does something they're not supposed to in chess. Also that. Chess, also that. Chess watch. Chess watch. With Dag Slot. <laughs> <laughs> Starring Norwegian Dag Slot. I would love it if his first name was Norwegian. <laughs> it's like Armenian Mike, right? Oh, yeah. Or Israeli Ron. Those yeah. guys from, uh, what was that, Live at the Bike? Yeah. And now, I guess, Hustler. I don't know if the Scandinavian countries do that stuff for, for their poker names. Well, Swedish Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of cool, though, and... They, maybe they'll start now that they hear this. Yeah, because this is going to be big in Norway. Oh, oh yeah, because we don't have any listeners in Norway, Grant. What are you talking about? You've seen the demos. Demographics. I, I don't remember Norway. Oh, in... you don't think anyone in Europe is listening? I think they are. I think they are. I know they are. I know that Norway cares. We have fans across the world. They love their brown cheese on waffles. <laughs> I know that. It's, and also their history. Yeah, and their civic duty. <laughs> <laughs> They do love to they vote. They have a strong sense of Nor- civic Nor- Norwegians duty. do love to vote. They love it. All right. It's because of all the fjords. And that makes voting better. Have you ever voted in a fjord? I have not. Well, maybe don't look at me I like re- that. I regret 
Yeah. I regret everything. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we should end every podcast. Are we going to have a solver or no? Yeah, yes, we okay. will. Wesley Cannon's going to do the solving. Great. Wesley Cannon told me personally that he can beat Magnus Carlson at chess, and he offered $1 million as a bet. So Yeah, so put that out at Magnus Carlson, chess champ, 2211. Yeah. Wesley Cannon, he said it. Yep, million dollars. Wait, no, that wasn't him. Never mind. Wesley Cannon is the guy who did the solver for this hand. Oh, so, yeah, that was a exciting. different person. Sorry, Wesley. Didn't want to get you mixed up in something you maybe can't win. Yeah, and Wesley would never be able to get out of it. <laughs> never. Impossible. It's been said. <laughs> it's been said on, on the Poker Guys channel. All right, so let's talk about this solver stuff. Okay. Uh, Wesley had to force the solver to think it was heads up on the flop, so that affected the output a little bit, made it want to bet Magnus's hand, which makes sense. Heads up, of yeah. course. Um, so we're mostly going to talk about the turn and later here. On the turn, the solver agrees with us. Carlson's hand is a pure check. And mm. in solver words, that means 100% of the time. You're supposed nice. to always always check. And if if Magnus were to bet, uh, Pia would like him to bet larger. He did bet pretty small on the turn. Mm. So any thoughts there about the Pio put out? Or you're just like, oh, yeah, I was right for once. I mean, it feels good to be right. Um, not that the solver agreeing with us necessarily means one of us is right or not right. But um, that's just the GTO solution. Fine, fine, fine. But I do want to say also that because there were actually four people on the flop and the solver can't, like, it does change It does change the outputs even now. This is a little bit of fruit from the poison tree, but still, this gives, yes. us, pr- this gives us a pretty good approximation yes, of what be- the solver would Because be. it, it should tighten Dagslot's range a little bit. I think so. Yeah. But um, anyway, whatever. Either, either way, it's good enough. Yep. And Dagslot has a pure call. They love that word pure, those solvers. They do, those solver people. And that, of course, makes plenty of sense. Yeah. On the river, Pio wants Magnus to fold, uh, mm-hmm. which, you know, that seems like the normal action to take. It does prefer a raise significantly versus a call. A raise loses 2,200 chips, according to Pio, and a call loses 16,000 chips. Wow. So, but it still doesn't like a raise anyway, because obviously a fold is zero chips. Yep. So it still thinks of ultimately a fold is the best. But spot. it's not losing that much if you consider the size of the pot, right? Like it's, it's not a huge deal to lose 2,200 chips with a play. That is a really fair point. Like yeah. going, yeah, because um, the pot is what one hundred twenty-one thousand when Matt, or more than that. Sorry, it's one hundred eighty-one thousand. So twenty-two hundred chips, very small. Yeah, right. yeah. So the raise is totally fine, I guess. Cool, but yeah. a fold is even better according to GTO. Right, not a total shock when a guy suddenly leads on a four, four spade board yep. at you, and you have no spades. Right. Well, here's something in favor of Magnus's raise. Uh, Dagslot can call with the king high flush. That makes sense. Yeah, obviously call with something. He right? can three bet his ace high flushes, of course, um, and he splits queen and ten high flushes, so he calls with some of them. Right. So because he's in the big blind, that that seems pretty decent for for Carlson. Like Dagslot doesn't have that many flushes that high in his range. You would think. Well, for the things that lead out, though, like you would think Dagslot normally would not lead out an eight high flush anyway, though, right? That's yeah. the thing. Like, but a king high flush, he might lead small, right? So, like, he probably isn't supposed to lead um, anything worse than a ten high flush very often anyway. Is my guess. So he's got some folds, but he has a lot of calls. Yeah, is, that's is my guess. That's true. That's fair. Either way. Chess, poker, what's the difference? I mean, just win, 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 baby. Strategy, read people. You read a lot of people in chess, right? There's a lot of reading. Yeah. That guy's weak. Yeah, then you, then you attack.